I know that there's there's an audience for people who like bad films because they enjoy how bad they are. That is me, yes. I am not that person. Okay. If something is bad, I just don't enjoy it. Oh dear. So this podcast is going to be great. But, but this you like specific, the sequels. This specific... I like the sequels. <laughs> yes. And they're bad. They're not bad. Mm. Most of them aren't bad. Two thirds of them aren't bad. Mm. We're getting past we'll get the there. point. So today, listeners, in honour of the recent release of Baldur's Gate 3 and the fact that we are currently on our summer hiatus from the podcasting team's regular D&D game, we... We decided to become masochists. We, yeah. I was tricked into <laughs> watching the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons film. Having recently watched the D&D Honor Among Thieves film of this year, which is actually great. Instead, we watched this one, which is... Also great, but for different no, reasons. No, it's, it's, it's dog shit. It has 9%, it has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a bad film. Well, anyway, I am one of your three hosts. I'm Kelly, hello, and I am joined by Fraser and Harrison. Hello there, I'm Fraser. I'm Harrison, and I'm fucking miserable. We're going to have a great time talking about D&D. Woohoo! How have you poisoned the thing I love? <laughs> Commence primary ignition. Should we quickly surmise the plot of this film? Please do, because I had no idea what was going on for uh, yeah, half the time. Yeah, I, I, I think we should say, the plot of this film is loose. It's, it's so confusing, because they have, at, like, at the very start of the film, you have very shaky, bad CGI mm-hmm. introing the film, and then they have a repeating cloud graphic with exposition just hurled at you essentially establishing that oh hey we're in a magic world where there's a slave state yep by the way uh you're not listening to a repeat of phantom menace here um this is the (laughs) same plot of a film that came out one year later (laughs) yeah yeah we're in a slave state ruled by an empress and there's magic that's essentially the intro right basically of which one (laughs) okay Ah, but the trade unions are not in dispute. Yeah, there, no, is, there isn't a trade dispute in this no, film. No, this time there's... it's a, a power dispute amongst wizards. Yeah. yeah. Or and mages. Mages. Well, there's, mages. Al- there's also the very Catholic-coded empress who is literally praying in a cathedral and keeps going on about wanting to introduce equality. <laughs> yep. And she's like 10 or something. I, I have no idea. Okay, so uh, we, we end up in the Kingdom of Izmir, which, by the way, like, I as the sort of resident D&D lore yep. knower of... Is that a real place in D&D? No, it's completely made up. Oh, oh good. I, um, could, I could really see they were inspired by yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. There's, you know, rich, multi... Like, there's multiple different universes of lore, of yes, different worlds, yeah. with different things. They picked none of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> that so, doesn't make sense. Uh, in Izmir, there is a young empress called Savina uh, who rules the kingdom because she has a gold scepter that allows her to control 
gold dragon. She's a tyrant. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean the only reason she's in charge is because she has access to the nuclear codes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, and the kingdom is run by a council of mages, old white who, men, who who all look identical, wear the same clothes, have no lines other than. <laughs> yes, it sort of sounds like Parliament. Um... Yeah, yeah, you're not far off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a bunch of old grey bearded dudes. Uh, and orbs. Do they have everything. orbs though? That's the question. And it's the ma- the council of mages is led by the evil Profion, who is played by the hammiest performance of Jeremy Irons' life. It's atrocious, his it performance. Is, I yeah. can only describe his whole performance as if Jeremy Irons was trying to be Richard Nixon's caricature for the whole film. He, he has a lot of lines, and I basically understood two of them, because he's doing a, such a weird, like, half-yelling... Yeah, he puts his whole... Bring me the he puts his whole Jeremusi into this film. Oh. That's that. Yep. Yeah. That's how you chose to phrase that. Thank you. Oh my God. He's got an Oscar. <laughs> what? Not for this. Jeremy Irons. Not for this. What for? <laughs> Jeremy Irons in 1991 got an Oscar for Reversal of Fortune. A, a film I've never heard of. And then suffered a massive stroke. <laughs> I'm f- amazed. Could you say your flabbers are ghastly? My flabbers are incredibly ghastly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Are we. <laughs> Why are you both saying like that? That's a normal expression. Do you not have casted flappers? Define both. <laughs> no. <laughs> to bring it back though, he, he got the, the award in 1991 and this, this film came out 2000? In 2000. So nine years later. So he's on the high of an Oscar uh, and well, decided to dip his toes. I mean, lowly, I mean, I, lowly I suppose of this film. he's doing slightly better than used car adverts. Yes. But it's not a lot better. We said this during the film, but do we, do we genuinely believe that he had two options and he had Saruman <laughs> in Lord of the Rings <laughs> or what was his name again? Profion. Profion. In Dungeons and Dragons. And his Dom Daddy boyfriend, Domino, with the blue lipstick. <laughs> Profion is available in all good pharmacies. <laughs> Contact your doctor if side effects last more than four hours. Oozing, leaking, oh, tentacles God. from the ears. God. <laughs> so we have Evil Wizards. Yep. Empress. Yep. Blackadder sets. Blackadder sets. Oh, every, every, like, yeah. Okay, up until Act 2, every set in this film looks like it was made for Blackadder <laughs> for about 20 quid. It's so bad. It, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the very where, opening where the scene, Fraser, you pointed bright. this out. The opening scene, please describe. It zooms in from bad CGI, from looking up atop the city, and it swings the camera through these, like, gates by yep. a river, over a bridge, and then into, like, a sewer cistern yep. area. Describe where we find ourselves for the very first scene of the we, film. We find ourselves in what can only be described as <laughs> just the worst evil bad guy dungeon you've ever seen in your life. With <laughs> It looks like a sewage treatment plant. <laughs> it, it looks like a yeah. medieval sewage treatment plant. And there are extras in the background doing things. Things, yeah. There's a gyroscope for no reason. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the gyroscope with with the with the orb stick. He's trying rod. to make a fake rod, I think, to yeah. control the dragon separately. He's clearly, yes. clearly powering up the magic using this gyroscope. By spinning, right? Yeah. By That's spinning. a good trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> your face, Harrison. Jeremy Irons then <laughs> he, he hates uh, that I said that. He then pulls out this rod. Sorry, Jeremy Irons whips his rod out. <laughs> And Much. Domino waggles his eyebrows. <laughs> What's his actual name? Dom- Domadar? Dam- da- Damad- Damadar. 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 <laughs> Doug Dimadar. Damadar. Fuck. 
Bruce. Does he have a first name? No, no just Damodar. Just Damodar. Praise be to Bruce Payne as as Damodar. Genuinely the best acting in the film. Best acting in the film. Yeah. Um, for, if you haven't seen this film, and I hope, dear listener, you never do. <laughs> uh, if you're trying, if I'm trying to describe Bruce Payne as Damodar to you. Imagine Imhotep from the Mummy movies, but oh, with, that's such a good with, point. with blue yeah. lipstick and yeah. worse acting. He, he, he's he's yeah. the best actor in this, and mm. it's still bad acting. Yeah. Um, but back to the plot. So, <laughs> Evil Wizard is uh, Profion, uh, available in all good pharmacies is trying to create a, another scepter to control these gold dragons so that he doesn't have to deal with the rule of this teenage girl yeah, so who he can has use control power of all the gold yeah. dragons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. He then tries to usurp her by saying she wants to... By politics. Yeah. The most evil of all magic. She, through politics, wants to stop their caste system of wizards being better than everyone who isn't a wizard yeah she Mm -hmm. wants equality and therefore must be overthrown so he then tries to seek out a different legendary rod yep that has a different name that controls a different color of dragon in this case red yep at the same time teenage thieves ridley and snails who despite the plot saying teenage thieves are Apparently, twenty-three. Snails, as... yeah, Snails literally says he's twenty-three. Yeah, I know. There's <laughs> okay. incons. You're you're surprised at the quality of this film is inconsistent. No, <laughs> they they basically they go and try and rob the magic school. And yes. if you're thinking I'm simplifying it by calling it the magic school, I'm not. It's called the magic school in the film. Yep. They, both, they go to magic. School. They both look off screen and to the left and yep. say the magic, magic school. school. <sighs> Oh my God. Anyway, they break into the magic school mm-hmm. where there's a uptight, not sexy librarian mage woman wearing glasses and a hair done up. Yes, and it's totally unpredictable what will happen to her character later over when... the arc of this show. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, anyway, they start robbing shit. They get caught by her. One, they get caught when they get caught by her. Damodar, owner of the Dimsdale Damodome, <laughs> um, arrives to kill her master because he has a map to where the red rod is yes yes he's got he knows the location of the big red rod yes in dungeons and dragons dragons and harrison you you back me up on this Mm -hmm. are the biggest the most impressive the most powerful enemies or like creatures One, they're, they're, they're very very, iconic, very strong like, yeah intelligent yeah. super predator yeah. of the whole thing and like in, they're in the title for a reason yeah and in most of the like media surrounding Dungeons and Dragons, dragons are used as the really clever boss battle yeah. like things. That, that they're basically the overarching enemy of most D yeah, fantasies. It's it's like Apex Predator yeah. with beyond like human level intellect. Yeah. They are clever calculating monsters of supreme power. So when they came to making this film They made them big dogs. <laughs> yes. And they thought the entire plot should around to surround just making the humans and the mages control the dragons. Well, they're essentially just nukes, aren't they? Yeah. Like, the Empress has her nuclear codes, and then Profion wants his own set of nuclear codes so he can strong-arm her into not giving equality to the peasants. Yeah. Yeah. And then the entire film is I mean, a series in all of fairness, hijinks though, back and forth of who's going to get the rod by getting the MacGuffin that gets you to the thing that shows you the crystal that you put in the door to get to the what's-it. Yeah, yes. but it's about the whole film. You say that, but at least that's clearer than the Phantom Menace's plot. 
because <laughs> because at every step of this film we know why someone's doing a thing even if the thing is dumb we know why they're doing it i love the idea that the phantom menace is the baseline that we're now <laughs> measuring <laughs> all other all films on <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic just when yeah. you thought the bar couldn't go lower you yeah. made me watch this yes <laughs> yeah I'm going down okay so we're in the library damadar <laughs> rocks i just Doug Dimmerdome. Uh, Doug Dimmerdome rocks up. Damodar. He kills the Dimsdale Damodome. He kills Old Man Beard, which yep. seems to happen a lot. Old Man Beard does die quite a lot. Unsexy librarian catches the thieves and yep. ties them up with bad CGI rope. I don't think you need to say bad CGI. Okay, I, I think I think all the no, CGI no. in this is it is dark. Sure but as we pointed out in the in the film, all they had to do was put rope on them, which mm. they do in the next shot. But the very first thing yeah. you see is CGI rope and then struggling with but, it. But, but they hold on that shot of them with CGI yeah. rope for like half a second, cuts away and then cuts back and then they have real rope. Yeah. It's almost like you're saying this film wasn't well made. But it was made cheaply. It why was... did they why did they spend money on CGI they didn't need? My yeah. guess is that they probably thought it was freer and cheaper than, <laughs> the rope. than actually having to waste money on real things. Yeah, real rope is more expensive. I mean, than... judging by the costume quality, <laughs> okay. I'm guessing yeah. budgets can, can, were short. Can, can we just divert to the costumes very briefly, because they are truly something spectacular. Oh. I think we should get out the full plot, and then we'll talk about individual bits. Okay, yeah. fine. So, these teenagers, Ridley and Snails, who are not teenagers, escape with a librarian... Does she? What is her name? I, do, is it ever said? It is Marina. Marina. Marina, the librarian wizard. Right. They then, in their in their attempt to escape, just tag along with a dwarf named Elwood. We literally never hear his name in the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's ever named in the film. He has about four lines, most of which are. Mm. Yeah. Um. And for context, <laughs> if you're thinking, oh, that's cool that they hired a dwarf actor for this, they didn't. They did, but only for the pub scenes and no, extras. No. Yeah, there are. Uh, yeah, okay. So there, there are some people who are, like, medically short. Yeah, they've got um, little people. I'm not sure what the correct term is. Uh, yeah. But people who have some form of dwarfism yes. are in this. Apart from the guy that they hired to be the dwarf. Yes. Who is, Lee at various Amberg. different scenes, either six foot tall or four foot tall or mm -hmm. somewhere in between. His height fluctuates wildly. As does his accent. So they they go they run into a portal with the unsexy librarian because she's dragging them by the rope and trying to escape Doug Dimmerdome. The the dwarf was living in a pile of trash in a sort of Austin <laughs> yep. the Grouch style. Yes, that's style. It. Yes, okay. and then they just I don't know tagged him along and escaped through a sewer pipe. They just dove down a hole and then we cut to the next scene of it's the next day and they're in hoods. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was no explanation. No. Anyway. They then have this map. They need the map to find a gem? Yeah. A ruby. So the map, the a map ruby. Specifically a ruby. Okay. The, so map, they, leads the map leads to, the to a gem. dragon's eye, which is a ruby. Yeah. And the dragon's eye, they learn this in the tavern while they're reading some books. The dragon's eye leads to the dragon's eye leads to the is cave. the key for the dragon's temple, which yes. is where the dragon rod is. Okay. So the rod needs you need, so the... you need to find the temple to get the rod. Yeah. Yep. You need but the to get into the temple. To get to into the temple. Yep. yep. You need the map to find the eye, uh, the dragon's eye ruby. Yes. Yes. And and you need the will to live to watch this film. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. I'm glad we've got the sequence of events. Yep. I I'd like to mention the um... pub scene just for a minute because Doug Dimmerdome comes in and our lead character, who's 
name I can frankly the names Ridley. in this are so Ridley, Ridley thank you Ridley Scott who so Ridley, Ridley Scott Ridley starts Ridley a bar fight like, Ridley looks like the most 90s character you can imagine in that he yeah. has curtains hair he would look very in now he, he, he reminds me of Jack from Titanic it's that kind of same shithousery mm-hmm. vibe he looks like every boy who is in a film in the 90s yeah and and they do have like the college bros vibe. Him and snails, they yeah. like they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And as, and as you pointed out in the film, his full name is Ridley Freeborn, which is com- in a slave state. Which what a is name. fantastic name for we a slave it, right? state commoner. <laughs> yes, but he, he to distract Doug Dimmerdome, and so they can escape. He starts a bar fight by jumping over a table. It it, it just sort of happens. I think he pushes a guy and then just everyone And then every to every extra in the background just sort of grabs someone and rocks back and forth. And it, I I couldn't tear my eyes away from the extra acting in the background. It's truly incredible. Have a fight without actually having a fight. Yes. Mm. I think every single extra in this film was instructed to do something and they were not really told what to do or what their character is or like anything this right? was a very low budget film and it did not yes. extend to fight choreography i think it is really what truly didn't no. um okay they find that the eye of the dragon is in a deadly maze shock in a thieves guild in antius which is run by the world's gayest man <laughs> who's so deeply closeted that he's molesting women just to prove he's not gay it's so yes. funny and e- every scene where it's like just him and a couple other of his goons in the background the goons in this film are incredible oh, just yeah. from the get-go every goon cannot act and is put in the worst makeup top quality goonage in this film mm-hmm. of just guys in the background like grimacing and looking like mm, sure thing boss and going in various bits of face paint to make them look fantasy-ish whilst not there's the purple man with three eyes yeah there is there is a purple man with a big like ridge on his head and the big ridge on his head is to hide all the mechanisms opening his third eye it probably is isn't it yeah yeah at which point when he turns his head quite suddenly the whole top of his head wobbles (laughs) imagine a kiadi mundi but with a third eye yeah um also his name is three eyes so he is following Star Wars naming conventions for goons, I suppose. Yeah. Three three eyes grabs them and takes them to the To the guild. The guild leader, who is the gayest closeted man. Yeah. Who yeah. while being gay to the protagonist also decides to molest woman because he needs to not let it known that he's gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also um, puts deep voice on whenever anyone threatening comes does. into the room. Yeah. He's so like, ooh, 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 you're very light of foot, darling. Yes, and then he's like, oh, who the fuck's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got this very camp little voice sort of doing like this. And then the moment anyone impugns his honor, he's suddenly talking like this. What are you doing in my guild? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of that. Uh, so we go it, to Takeshi's castle. Yeah, so yeah. Oh. So he's, he's made a, a, his little maze, and it's like, oh, the dragon's eyes in the middle of the maze. No darling. one's solved it in 15 years. Yes, yeah, no, one's, no one's ever got there. And it's like, oh, has anyone lived? No. It's like, right, <laughs> okay. And then we watch, effectively, an episode of Raven, mm. where it's yep. the way of the warrior. It's bootleg Indiana Jones, yeah, really, our, isn't it? Our protagonist <laughs> yeah. just goes through a dungeon because I think they... He's even okay. dressed like Indiana Jones. All right. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. This film is using the Dungeons and Dragons intellectual property. Vaguely. But not really. Very. Nothing of this is really referencing Dungeons and Dragons other than it has a dungeon and it has there some are dragons. It does. Dwarfs? Question mark? Maybe sometimes? There's a dwarf who is just a man a with dwarf. a beard. <laughs> He's part-time dwarf. 
you know, sometimes he's a dwarf, sometimes he's just regular. Man. Sometimes he's just yeah. a man. They couldn't afford a full dwarf. Anyway, we go through, uh, you know, imagine swinging pendulum swords. The like the most obvious avoid. traps. You, you you look down this hallway and I literally said, I guarantee you there's going to be axes swinging down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you there are. Even at the end of it, when he finds the gem, get a shot for shot remake of the Indiana Jones. I'm going to lift the golden idol off and swap it with sand. Apart from he doesn't even bother swapping it with sand. He just goes... I've got it. Yoink. Oh, we forgot, though, the very first trap. There's one oh, spike. Oh, the dick slicing there's, spike. There's one spike that is put in, in the center of the corridor, which pops up at the very first thing, and it goes straight for the guy's dick. Mm. Yeah. And then we never see never again. Yeah, but I should also mention that that... I, as a queer-coded villain, love putting <laughs> dick-themed <laughs> traps in my maze. <laughs> I mean, also, the, the dick spike is two foot from the ground, so it's more to just, like, point at genitals rather than pierce genitals. Target acquired. Yeah, it's more like saying, oh, I know where it is. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we get through this. It's like the dungeon equivalent of a big belt buckle. <laughs> we get through the way of the warrior. We've got the dragon eye. Hooray. Yay. And then... You, Damodar of the Dimsdale Damodar. <laughs> Appears again. again. He gets so much screen time. It's fantastic. Oh, what we failed to mention is that in between the first scene of Damodar and now, the evil guy, as a punishment, yes, has, has given him earworms. So prophylactic has found Zam Wessel's millipedes. Uh, yeah. So but what is his name? I can't. Profon. Profion. 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 Remember, it sounds like a medicine. It's Profion. That's why I said um, prophylactic. Yeah. Pro- Profion puts these brain worms in yeah. Damodar, so effectively they look a bit like leeches that pop out of his ears, and it looks like they give him the shits. Yeah. Just every time that they're coursing around, he looks like he's having the fight of his I, life. I to actually lose his think bowels. I actually think he he acts pretty well for the worms. Uh, yeah. He acts more convincingly than any other person I've seen with worms well, injected Bruce, in their Bruce brain. Bruce Payne, because yeah, Bruce Payne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce yeah. Payne, yeah, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Payne. Payne. We make fun of him because it's Damodar just turning up and being kind of villainous. <laughs> he just rocks up every time <laughs> but, out of nowhere. I will say he does a decent job of being intimidating. And he's the one that's the least hammy in his acting. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's got the most believable performance yeah, of anyone. He's giving as much gravitas as you can whilst you're in children's armour. He, he's clearly wearing plastic armour and has bright blue lipstick on. And after the earworms, his ears progressively get redder and redder as the film goes on. Yeah, it looks like someone's been talking about him behind his back. It's just, he's getting redder and redder ears as it goes on. It, it is hard, it is hard for me. doesn't help how blue his lips look as the show goes it, on. It really well. makes the blue lipstick pop, so, mm. you know. But it is hard for me to overemphasize just how much plastic was used in this film. Like, almost every weapon is plastic. All the armor is plastic. It looks like they raided a Halloween store for this. It oh really my god, does. the weapons and the armor in this film are cheap. Ridiculously yeah. cheap looking. Yeah. And un- unsexy librarian, her. She's a wizard that doesn't do magic. Yeah, but also she's just wearing jeans and a top. Oh yeah, so at a certain <laughs> point she has a wardrobe change, so she's now just wearing a velvet top with some decorative buttons and Clearly, leggings yeah. and boots. Yeah. Just okay. She's 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 doing the classic girly jeans and a nice top. <laughs> Before we get back into it, I'd like to point out something about our good friend Bruce Prain. I just looked up his um, oh. filmography. The man has made eight films this year. 
This year. This in 2023. The year of appeared. our Lord 2023. He has appeared in eight films so far. Bruce Payne, fan of the podcast, we welcome you to join. <laughs> do you, we'll, do we'll, you mean we'll the have... podcast is a fan of Bruce Payne? No, Bruce Payne is a fan of our podcast and we'd love to have him on as a guest. <laughs> to talk about Bruce Payne, more. please. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you about your film uh, and many films this year, none of which I, I don't know what any of them are. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he was in such great classics as Never Say Never Mind, the Swedish bikini team. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not making that up from 2001. Has his career gotten better or worse no. since this film? No, it's got so much worse. Oh, no. Um, yeah, there's some absolute shockers in this. But, so, okay, so they win the Dragon's Eye in the maze. Yes. The camp guild master says, oh, well done, but I'm not <laughs> going to give it to you. Who's this man in my guild? As yep. Damodar trudges down the steps. Yep. A bit of a fight erupts, and Damodar captures Librarian yep. and her map. Yes. Then yes. they escape. Yes, you are right. Everyone else apart from her escapes out of the guild. It is at this point that they are captured by the elf Norda, who, according to the plot summary on Wikipedia is a paladin what no no way she's not a paladin she's, she's a ranger she's hiding in trees with a bow she's giving she, yeah she's giving the most elven ranger vibes apart from and dear listener i want you to know that there is there is no ogling in this moment <laughs> but she is wearing the breastiest breastplates that ever did breast it's it's you, okay, you you know the sort of sculpted queer ass that you see on like Roman or Greek depictions where it's like all the muscular yeah. muscles. Yeah. You know the exact dimensions of this woman's nipples <laughs> from this queer ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also very plastic, mm. sprayed with some silver yeah. can stuff. It's also the most sculpted navel I've ever yep. seen yes. on a piece of art. Yeah, very intense. It like, if, if we hold up the. I forget which Batman film it is that has like the well oh, nipples. It's um Batman and Robin. Yeah, the 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 nip the very nipple. Your Batman nip knowledge and Robin, is uh, enviable. This yep. is the this wins the naval award for most like <laughs> most pronounced I'd also, body feature. I'd also like to point out, you know, in sort of modern filmmaking, so this this elf is clearly the best like fighter of all the cast that's yeah, in there. Yeah, like, she's she's the one skilled person. Yeah, and in most like modern day films, that kind of character would have like a big sort of reveal scene mm. where they take on loads of bad guys, they take them all down, and then there's like a hero shot of them, usually on a hill with sunset behind yeah. them. But this doesn't happen with her. She's just in conversation, and then the camera just pans a bit wider, and then you're just shown... <laughs> This incredibly plastic armor, and you just you're sitting there watching, going, "Whoa, yeah, yeah. it just came out of nowhere." Yeah, you it's just a get blindsided. And it pans out, and she just has chrome tits. Yeah, <laughs> it's so out of the blue. Norda, the chrome tits. <laughs> Norda chrome tits ambushes them and is like, "I'll fucking cut you up. Give us the map, mate." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we already lost the map. Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Well, we don't have it. It's Damodar. He's trying to betray the Empress and all that." So. So Norda gets out her fucking communicator from Star Wars. Oh, Lord yeah. Sidious the, vibes. The magical communicator mm. that is basically just FaceTime. Yeah. So she FaceTimes the, the Empress who's in a cathedral. Yep. For some reason. Um, who's just again, not doing just, anything just this very, whole time. No, she's praying. It's so Christian coded. She's kneeling down in a cathedral with a bunch of pews in the background. Like They haven't set designed this at all. They are just in a cathedral. Mm from uh, they film most of this in the czech republic so i just assume it's a czech maybe they got really excited that they could get somewhere for free Mm. on their on their 20 million pound 
film yeah. and just went, oh, we'll just use this. And they, they CG, or, or however they do it, they put Norda in a painting. So the queen talks through this painting to Norda and says, mm-hmm. get, get on with the job, get us that map, get us the ruby red thing because i want the red scepter because the councillors demanded that i give them the golden scepter i want to give them the golden scepter but if i do i won't have any power to be able to enforce equality so i need more nukes find me more nukes yeah it's i'll give them the gold scepter when i have the red scepter so things are even anyway and yeah. we end up Such... in a cold war so weird yeah so at this point you are right norda ridley and snails played by uh is it marlon waynes Yep, Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, uh, who, if you don't know, has served us with such uh, gold as white chicks and yes, not much else. No, of merit. He 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 spends about sixty percent of his time in falsetto in this film. And there's a lot 40% of percent screaming. It's a lot yep. of screeching, a lot of very high pitched noises. Yeah. The same can't be said for our dwarf friend, who by th- is about 40 minutes into the film <laughs> at this point. All his lines have now ended. Yes, this man does says, not speak at all yep. for the rest of the film. He doesn't have any other lines. noises of, Ugh. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Conspicuous eating so, noises. So at runs. this point, they go to break into this fort yeah abandoned castle damadar's castle it's a national heritage site yeah 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 yeah, they they got all the weapons and armor from the gift shop on the way out (laughs) yeah and it certainly fucking looks like it um anyway they're gonna go and get girly back and the map and the map at this point there is uh, an interrogation scene which instead of using the force because this isn't a star wars thing damadar instead uses his brain worms to Suck the suck data the... out of her ears. Yeah, his little earworms dock on her ears. There's a lot of screaming. And I will say, probably the only convincing acting from this woman in the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. She's convincingly in pain. Yes. Um, much like I was convincingly in pain for the rest <laughs> of this film. But anyway, we uh, we get through that. He figures out what's going on by extracting information from her. Yep. Um, and then we get to the... Uh, the heist. You know, the, the rescue, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Which is just Ridley and Snails doing it because Norda goes, no, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. R- Nor- Norda and the dwarf are outside and the dwarf actually does have a lie. And he says, oh, why don't we go in and help? Oh, he does, And Norda yes. says... Well, this is a mission just for them. <laughs> and it's like, why? Because We're not what? meant to be in this oh, place. Oh, because she's a paladin. She's been told by her god that this is how it should be done. Yeah. My my canon excuse for this, if this was actual D&D, is that paladins wear heavy armor and... Disadvantage on sneak. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that this thing had any bearing on any rules no. compared to actual D&D at all. It's then at this point that we get another bit of annoyance for me as a, as a D&D uh, well, as a DM and someone who has to like learn the lore of this shit to make it all work. Beholders turn up in this, which if you've never played D&D, Beholders are, are a D&D original where it's one kind of floating head with one big eye in the middle and then ten eye stalks coming out of it like tentacles that each have an eye on the end of them. And mm. in D&D, they are a terrifying super intellect that can blast lasers out of every eye. <laughs> And are truly terrifying mm. as like a big villain. And how are they how are they translated into this film, Harrison? They're basically floating guard dogs who are distracted by oh yeah, also they get distracted by throwing a rock over in a distance so they all yep. go and investigate. 
For some and reason, the they, point... they turn the big eye and all their other yeah. eyes towards the this rock. The whole point of a beholder is it can look <laughs> in ten different directions, and instead, all of its eyes look in the one direction, and it floats off to go have a you look with You have 360-degree vision. I'm going to focus it all on a two-degree cone. Yeah. So so the guard's cone of vision has turned away, so mm -hmm. now it's free for Ridley and Snails to sneak past. Yeah. And Ridley decides, I'm going to go get the girl, you go get the map. Let's split up and look for clues. They're not being sneaky, though. That's the thing. They, they kind of potter around, but they just have conversations in the middle of corridors. Full volume as well. Full volume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snails finds Damodar's bedchamber, which yep. is quite an incredible room. There's a four-poster hammock, <laughs> which I, I don't... There's no other way of describing it, but try to imagine what that would be. It's truly bizarre. Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it in the description. It's a very gaudy four-poster hammock. It's yeah. glorious. He I also want... has a second set of armor that yep. is exactly Just... the same as his current set of armor, but with a cape. Well, no, I yeah. feel like it tricks you because there's a set of armor like there in the room and you're like oh okay maybe damodar's got his armor off now might be you know you might have the upper hand in a fight because he's in the buff so snails sneaks around giggles to himself a bit and you know makes assorted noises as he steals various things yeah. he then finds the map is like, aha this is perfect and then walks into a rug made of porridge yeah so it's i think it's meant to be a trap that is like he walks onto a rug and then it turns into quicksand. It's but quite what, it's quite a good visual effect. Yeah, I would say for the budget, I was very impressed with it actually holds up. It looks like fire extinguisher foam with paint on top. Yeah, it looks yeah. like they painted a rug onto a pool of porridge and then he falls into <laughs> it. Yeah. But why yeah. why has Damodar put this in the middle of the room? I mean presumably it's fantasy he's... traps. I assumed it's a trick rug. Yeah, but presumably then he has to walk around it every time. Just he on just the off jumps chance. into his bed every day. So so Damodar then rocks up in the door as yep. Snails is like flailing around in, mm -hmm. in the porridge. He's, he's and also fully clothed he's in his armor. fully armoured. And it's like, right, so you just have a second set of armour on display for yep. reasons. Yeah, this dude is doing the classic villain thing of every one of my outfits is just a copy of the same outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he has a different codpiece in this bit. Which he didn't have before, which is something I noticed. He must have leveled up off screen. Exactly, yeah. So he leveled up and he's got a slightly better armor. Or he, he drops the cape equipment slot. So he yeah, he doesn't have a cape on anymore. Slot. He's had this big red cape on and now he's he just like, doesn't mm, have one. No, less, less cloak, more cock. Yeah, exactly. There are like two steps that lead down into his room and instead of walking down them, he jumps. Yeah. Just, as, uh, just does, as a bonus action. A full body jump to go down two steps. He's like a six-year-old. But the other part of his, the upper part of his body is completely still. still. So it's literally like he bends at the knees, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like this jump, it's so pointless. Anyway, he jumps in and he grabs snails and he pulls him up, and snails just makes this the the noise he makes while he's being pulled out of this sludge. It's Which we will just... now try and recreate for you. If anyone's using headphones, don't. So imagine you're being arrested. You're like pinned up against the back of a police car, having your handcuffs put on, and you just go. Eh! <laughs> That's what's happening. Functional, yes. Yeah. During this time, yes. Ridley finds Marina. Yep, Marina. Librarian. Li the librarian. Marina the librarian. Who now has a dirty face. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. We, we've Which... seen plot development because she is slightly grubbier. Yes. After she's made various comments earlier in the film about common is a common, and yeah, she, she is not common. She She's a real classist bitch yeah. when it comes to her politics. Yeah, she's like, mm, you don't have magic. You're basically scum. Yeah. But she'll learn, maybe. But also, she does have magic, but hardly does any magic in this film. Yeah, for someone yes. who's magically trained and is ostensibly believe, a mage, her, I, 
her abilities are basically throwing rocks at people and bonking people with sticks. Yes, yeah. that's all she, she does. knows. Two spells: lightning bolt and dimension door. That's it. And the two ropes. very and ropes. Yeah, she only uses once. Three very good spells. That's it. She she has that's a limited number of spell slots. She just doesn't have many spell <laughs> she slots. Needs to level up. Yeah, exactly. They're all like level two. <laughs> It takes so much mental rationalizing to have this film make any sense. Damodome takes... Do you mean Damodome owner of the Disney <laughs> Damodome? Yes, I do. Doug Dimesmodome takes <laughs> takes snails up to the roof of this castle and, like, waggles the map in front of him for a bit to toy with him. Yep. And snails is like, okay, I'm going sicko mode now. I'm going to take you on, bitch. Draws out his little short sword, goes to fight him. Dimmer what's it, basically looks at him and, like, scoffs and says... Pfft. You must be joking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he serves with that line. Like, it's the so most intense good. line of the whole thing of just, you must be joking. And then proceeds to obliterate snails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, 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 he just, uh, just uh, demolishes just punches him. the fuck out of him. It's a level two rogue trying to take a level 20 paladin. <laughs> it's just, what do you expect to happen? He's just... Yeah. Punching him with careless abandon. We also didn't mention earlier that Dimmerdale Domes Madame has Wolverine gauntlets. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. yeah, he's just got straight up predator claws that whenever he wants to, he just chink. Yeah. I can stab you. Which is pretty cool, but and also... The, and the Catwoman claws on his gloves. He does. He, he has, like, nails on his gloves so he can go rawr. <laughs> rawr. Yeah. Oh, dig it So he's just bitch slapping snails this whole time. Beating the absolute piss out of this. Snails manages to slip away and kind of, I guess, slowly at like shamble away through the castle. And then he keeps trying to run away and eventually makes it to like the top end of the castle and realizes he's stuck with no way out. Yeah. He draws his final knife, and you think it's going to be a powerful moment of, well, I guess we're gonna have a proper scrap now. (laughs) And instead once again, hey, do you want to see a kid Dungeon Dimadar, owner of the Dragonsdale Damodome, just breaks his arm multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Knocks him to his knees, only to have. Not even breaking a sweat either. No, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, not even trying. And then Ridley and Marina the Librarian turn up to watch him, Predator, stab him through the back yeah. and then yeet his corpse <laughs> off the side of the tower. It is quite a good scene. And you just watch this limp ragdoll of Marlon Wayne's just flail until it crashes into the ground. I will say him falling off. I don't know if they could afford stunt doubles or not for this film, but that stunt was done pretty well. I think it's a dummy. I think they've just really? dressed the dummy and it. It looked pretty good. It. it looked good for a dummy if it was. I feel really sorry for Snails because the entire film he's been screaming and, and now he can scream and, no more and the perfect moment for a scream would have been him flying off a rooftop basically as you hear the sort of scream go ah! but he's already but dead, he's already been killed which i quite like waste subverts your expectations yeah I, I will say it's a subversion but it also does cash in on the stereotype of the black guy dies first oh oh you're right him. damn yeah. yeah so stereotype of the black guy dies first yep and is also the only consistent death in this, I think. Mayrina the Librarian the has found some crack and can now cast the Oh, she has, door. yes. Yeah, yeah so get she, them finds, out of there. she finds a magic pouch that. Which is just he... on the floor. Well, I think Where it's. Where did you the, get that? It's uh, Snails stole it and then dropped it conveniently during oh, the Oh, that was it. Okay. And then she picks it up to throw it along. They grab the map, 
because wh- why? No, 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 Dim not Dimmer why, Dome but how? Fast enough. Yeah, because Dimer Dimmerdam is watching snails flail to his death, and I yeah. guess during that. Oh no! Hang on. Oh yeah, uh, he tries he to fight him through the chest. Yeah, they they have a bit of a sword fight, and then he gets. Like stabbed through the collarbone down, and yeah. whilst he's monologuing about how he's going Ridley, to kill Ridley, Ridley gets stabbed. Yeah, whilst not Ridley gets stabbed, Dimmerdamsdale, Dimmerdome. Yeah, uh, okay. whilst Doug, leader of the Shatterdome, is monologuing and stabs him through the collarbone, and he, like probably would have pierced him through the heart if he'd put in a little more. Effort. They basically have a do it moment. Yeah, like, fucking, he has a little bit fucking of kill me, do it for Marina to tase him across yes. the room. He does get tased, and then she picks up a bleeding. Ridley and yep. hops through another portal to just get to an elven woodland, I yes. suppose. It's, that... It looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. it looks like <laughs> a shitty version of the uh, the woodland village from episode six. It just looks like a 240p. It does. It's Endor, isn't it? Yeah, it looks yeah. like a shitty version of Endor. Yeah. It looks like a 240p painting that they've stretched over too big of a yeah, screen. Yeah, it does actually. That is exactly what, what they have like. done. Yeah. Because yeah. you can make great backdrops of paintings, and Star yeah. Wars is evidence of they that. They then get an old man who is apparently an elf to just heal this mortal wound through the his only chest. white elf in the film. That is a good point, actually. Yeah, there's a point. Do you know what? I've been very critical of this film, but props for having uh, elves of color. Yeah, exactly. And not is... making a big deal out of it. Yeah, because that is often a recent the, the, the trope of elves only ever being depicted as like white and a lot of people having issue with elves being any other race. Yeah. Uh, or I should say probably any other ethnicity, as they are the race of elves. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, that's color, been yeah, a, whatever. you know, controversial topic with rings of power and whatnot. But just these guys in, did it in 2000. In, just so internet losers just, are going to lose on the internet. It just happens. For, uh, it's a shame the rest of the film is so bad. For balance, yes, let's say that the dwarf is still a drunk Scotsman with a he, big He doesn't do a Scottish who... accent, though. I think he's trying to. Uh, it's just not good. I think I think he's attempting a Scottish accent. What, what's the actor's name? It's uh, Lee Arenberg, who plays um, Puppet. Yes, yes, that man. Oh, in... I'm telling the story. <laughs> he's so much better in that. When was Pirates of the Caribbean? Two thousand and two. What a what a leap three. in his Sorry. career. A mere three years before that amazing film. Do you reckon he got him the gig? I really hope it didn't. I hope he did something else in the meantime. I hope no one saw that before he got cast. I truly believe no one did. Uh, Based did... on the box office results, no one saw this film. He yeah. did He did Dungeons and Dragons in 2000, and then the next film is The Curse of the Black Pearl. Wow. Oh, wow. What a step Three up. Three years oh, later. What a step up. God. Props, my king. What a guy. Props. We love him. Yep. Also, welcome to come on the show. Oh, we'll have you, mate. Yep. Come so, us. at this point, Snails is dead. Sad yes. times. Rip Snails. We then have them go to the cave. They go to the cave. The dragon temple. They go to the dragon temple. They've got the dragon eye. So, they go to the dragon temple to put the dragon eye in the big dragon mm-hmm. and get the dragon rod. Yep. Yeah. However. Dragon, dragon. Dragon Ball Z. Only one person can go into the cave. Because but what? before he's allowed in the cave, Marina's changed outfits again oh, she and has. has gotten hotter. Yes. yes, yes. And how and she she's cleaned her face. She's had a wash. Yep. She's had a wardrobe change into something less velvet. Yep. <laughs> and more... Wearing woodsy. a vest and a skirt. 
and it's like leather stitched together. Yeah, it's more, yeah, it's, it's more woody elfy vibes. It looks like yeah, yeah it looks like hot topic elf. She's had her hair done, <laughs> and she just doesn't need those glasses. Why she was wearing them in the first scene? No idea. It's it's the it's the movie rule of it, yeah. you're not you don't need glasses. You just have them. <laughs> Can't think of character development. Give a character glasses. Take them off later. We get to the cave. Yes. Um, the cave. He puts the... Only Ridley can go through because there's a wobbly force field. Wall of Force is an actual D&D spell. It's one of the few things that I think they actually do right here. Apart from the weird plot thing of we've randomly had it happen so that only the main character it, it can might, go It in. might just be you need the dragon eye to get through. Maybe. But they never say that. They don't. But we do get a couple more grunts from the dwarf, which we're always on the lookout for. Every time he appears on screen, we're like, is he going to have a line? (laughs) No is the answer. Yeah, at this point, he goes into the cave. Green cave. Green cave. It's a a very 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 green cave. Very green cave. He he has an accordion lamp. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a a key plot. (laughs) It really is. Uh, It looks amazing. So because they needed to have a torch, but I think they didn't have the budget for having an actual lit flame. It's clearly lit with a light bulb. Yeah. They (laughs) they put a light bulb in what looks like a lunchbox that they then put accordion paper around. So it looks like he has an accordion for a lamp. Yeah. It's fascinating because when it's folded up, it just looks like a coffee thermos. Yeah, he's just walking around with his thermos and then whoop, it's yeah, a lantern. And then whip, it's a it's yeah. a lantern. Anyway, so he walks. He through falls there. down a hole in the green cave, which then takes him to the, the door. dragon door. The door. And the he... door, which is a forward-facing red dragon with one eye missing, <laughs> conveniently yeah. pops the ruby into the eye socket, and the door then opens magically. Opens, and you get to the most golden room in existence yes it looks like elder fucking rado yeah there's a collection of golden things rugs fabrics a random like greek hoplite helmet just there just that annoyed me so much as someone who knows nearly all ancient history kelly it must have been so infuriating it's a a corinthian helmet with blue and white plumes and it's in mint condition Why it's in Dungeons and Dragons, I do it's not fantasy. know. Fantasy. <laughs> it's the least fantasy looking armor. Although it looks more realistic than all of the armor because it's an actual metal helmet yep. compared to a plastic thing from the castle gift shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks more real than 90% of this film. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite, including the acting. I'm quite disappointed they didn't just fill it with other ancient world heirlooms. But you just get an Egyptian tomb. Yeah, just Egyptian have a mummy tomb, in there. A bit of samurai armor or oh, something. Oh, yeah, why not? And then we see the red rod of drag- red dragon controlling. And it is the most... Power Rangers plastic oh, red. We, we, we've talked a lot red. about how plastic everything is in this film. This, this is, the, is most the most plastic. Yeah. You can fully see the seam down the edge where it's, the two plastic bits join together. It's helped in the seam because it's slightly dark. Yes. And so it doesn't look and dusty. As, and dusty. So it doesn't look as bad if you if you do end up watching this film when it Don't. when it goes in the full light. Oh my god. It's it's something. It's it's such a bright red. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like there's no there's no texture to it. It is perfectly smooth. <laughs> it it looks it's, it's got that like glossy plastic thing as well. Yeah, it looks like it's made of glossy yeah. red like it looks like well, it looks it like looks the like toy it's made you would of, get in the shop. It looks like film. it's made out of the same material as a Henry Hoover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A 
about as much functionality in a dragon war. And as he pulls it away from this corpse, the corpse is the like, skeleton no, is don't. holding it. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, yeah, you, you daft cunt. Stop taking me, Rod. This skeleton grabs the rod as he's holding it, does a little bit of exposition of the rod is bad, whoever uses it does bad things, and yep. then dies again. Yeah. Lord of the Rings was... came out this year. I was so surprised that this skeleton didn't there wasn't a challenge. There wasn't. I would like, have thought there'd have... be like a. Although no, there was a bit of a challenge. He passed it by saying, um, "Oh, I think you're worthy of this thing." And and the guy Ridley is like, "Oh, I don't think anything's worthy of it." And then the skeleton's like, mm, "Okay, seems legit." D powers. <laughs> yeah, basically, like <clears throat> me at five p.m. His head just shuts off. Just <clears throat> done. <laughs> Brilliant. It literally looks like someone pulled the plug on him, and he just goes, yeah. Boom. And it's so point... after rodding the rod rodily. <laughs> He walks out of And guess cave. who it is? It's guess Dobby Dobdone. It <laughs> it's Dimadome Dimsley himself. Dimmer of the Dimsdale Damadong. And oh my god, has he got some goons waiting around the him. Go- the quality <laughs> of goons behind him is incredible. And you get so many prolonged shots of them in the background <laughs> just standing there, sort of grimacing but with the dumbest <laughs> fucking look on their face just mm, yeah boss i want to describe their <laughs> armor incredible. briefly because of how terrible it is first off shiny chrome plastic spray painted yes we're talking like samurai kind of helmet where it's got the like laminar scaling on the back yeah and then at the front it is just a chrome eye mask <laughs> well it's like the lannister helmets a no bit. it's not it, no it's the same eye mask it's just an eye mask though but it, it is sits on their face it's made of plastic it's not going to protect them from anything it just looks like from the incredibles but they've spray painted it chrome over Batman their and eyes Robin. and then they have not a chest plate, but just a stomach plate. Mm. Like the only thing that's exposed on their front half is just their upper torso. It's like they may so, as well so have this is this is <laughs> this is because in all fantasy, you know, the women's armor just covers the boobs, and then they have the stomach exposed. So in this, these guys have the missing stomach pieces, but not the chest pieces. Yeah, it's like a weird role reversal of we decided, sure, we're gonna make really titty armor for the elf girl, <laughs> but it will be a full breastplate covering her tits and yeah. stomach. Yeah. But in contrast to that, we'll make sure that all of the men have, have a please only, stab here sign only their right guts covered. And yeah. only their breasts exposed. Yes, yes. Equality, am I right? This this is not what women fought for. No. So Diamonddale Dugsley scratches Marina across the chest and goes, Oh no, I've <laughs> scratched her. Because he's holding her hostage as well as Dwarf and uh norda norda yes yeah. so he goes i've got your girlfriend Ooh, give me the rod rod me <laughs> give me the rod rod me ridley rods the rod over to dimesdale dugmadome yeah and then they have a bit of a fight a skirmish that, yeah. yeah and norda reveals that she wasn't in fact trapped the entire time they didn't disarm her and she just shanks the two goons that were holding her yes yeah and then the dwarf Beats. power bombs <laughs> not five people around him over just through flexing yes and then he beats them up with his axe <laughs> noticing not chopping them because this is the most clear lump of plastic yeah they, this there's no force sharp. in any of these hits <laughs> it's clearly weightless as well yeah it's the most foam prop you've yes. ever seen the thing that confuses me is that if they were just going to have him swinging around a foam prop and bludgeoning people don't give him an axe <laughs> yeah just give him a hammer yeah. give him a maul 
Give him something that you don't need to see draw blood to be effective. Exactly. Oh, and, and Ridley's sword is now doing lens flares. Yes, he got a special sword from the elves. The plus, plus one, one sword, sword that does lens flare every time you see it. <laughs> Yeah, it glows slightly blue because that was all the budget could afford. <laughs> but what that means is that whenever he and another guy with a magic sword are fighting, you get a little bit of electricity so that we can kind of recreate an Star older Star Wars, Wars film again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this has all come full circle and you understand why we're reviewing it now because it's just aping on the original trilogy. It actually mentions Star Wars in the Wikipedia about the writing of this film. Does it? Yeah. Does it continue? Solomon began writing the script in 1991. Based on the rules of the second edition of D&D, he planned Dungeons & Dragons to be a film trilogy. His goal being to create the Star Wars of the fantasy genre, using the original trilogy as a template for the story arcs. So there you go. Apparently, this is modelled on Star Wars. Ouch. And there actually was a trilogy made. I haven't seen any of the other two. And we won't be. No, we won't because... Harrison, I basically owe Harrison a favour for making him watch this film. <laughs> if you make me watch another one of these, I will end the podcast and I will break all of our microphones. <laughs> yeah, including okay. this one that I just got. Yeah. And I'm so upset this is the first time I use it. Oh. Another fun fact for you about this film. Originally, Courtney Solomon, who uh, is the director, um, he... And uh, producer. And producer, yeah, sorry. He, uh, he planned it to be a hundred million pound budget. And have such big names uh, direct it, such as James Cameron, mm. coming right off the back of Titanic in 1999. Oh, wow. I'm so surprised he didn't die. I can't believe he didn't go for this. Yeah. In 2000. Yeah. So, so Dimesdale Dugley takes the rod. We're nearly there, viewers. Just, yeah. Just, just, just he, he, so he, he takes the rod through a portal while the rest are sort of fighting. And Ridley jumps through the portal after him. Mm -hmm. They teleport back to the mage shadow money wizard gang tower yes right where <laughs> shadow money wizard gang tower is a good description TM. where it's the illuminati yeah where protein and his wizard crew uh hurling fireballs oh yeah we skipped a scene where the government basically gives the empress her essentially just desserts is like right you're giving us that fucking rod now yeah because you're basically holding the entire country hostage the empire hostage and she goes it would be bad i want to introduce equality and you don't and all the mages go <laughs> for a bit and then basically decide well this means war mm, so yeah. the mages are up in their tower the empress has deployed the nukes and she's got an army of gold dragons sort of proving their point yeah, if i'm being honest bit. a um, little bit that one person shouldn't have the ability to command an army of dragons but there we go and they're just sort of in their tower hurling fireballs at the dragons and missing badly and the yep. dragons in a <laughs> cgi they're not good fuck oh it's of, awful it's it's so bad it's really not um, good. Vi visually harmful to watch uh, in terms of quality. Damodale Digley rocks up through his dimensional portal and mm -hmm. gives the rod to Protein yep. and says, you're going to take you're gonna take out my worms now, please. We had a deal. And I think he does, basically. He like fucking tases him and then his worms disappear. Hooray. Justice for Damodale Digley. He's doing a great job as a vet. Yeah. He he's he works, yeah. him to remove his worms. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he makes a lot of <laughs> noises. This is when Jeremy Irons just goes full, full on. Full ham. Yeah. Full ham. I is... will have power! 
you know, basically the quality of the lines it's there. It's almost a spot on. There is a moment where you think he's being possessed by the spirit of jazz or something because he's straight <laughs> up going, blood will rain down from the skies. The false. The false. Yeah. So he summons a bunch of red dragons, tactical nuke inbound. The red dragon army starts fighting the gold dragon army and there is... It's What's meant up- to be a dragon dogfight in the skies, but it's really not done well. I should say every dragon is the same dragon. Yes, yeah. there is one model for dragon. They've just coloured like, them differently and had yeah. They've used the fill tool and clicked red. <laughs> yeah, basically, they all look like dog shit. Ridley pops through his portal, which was the same portal Dimsdale Dimmerdome used, but conveniently thirty seconds later and in a different location, he appears. Yeah. Don't know how that works, but fine. Magic. And has a sword fight with Dudley Dimsdale. Yeah. Where he... Dimodium. Sl- <laughs> oh, uh, Dobby Dimodium is now having... A, he has red flares on his sword. Yes. You notice, and lightning. There's a bit of like lightning yeah, flare yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So we have villainous guy in black armor with red sword yep. fighting... Where's this going? Fighting no. guy in brown and cream with blue sword. See if you can draw any comparisons to anything this podcast could be based on. Oh, yeah. You make a good point. The background music is, I'm going to say, two notes off of anything Star Wars. (laughs) They've tried to redo the Imperial March about eight times when Dugdale Dimmerdale walks down the stairs and does his little jump. Yeah, it's. Quick, change the last two notes so they don't realize we're doing it. Shit, we're going to get sued. We need to change this now. You know, during filming they had the actual imperial march oh, yeah, so they're like course, oh crap yeah. we can't use any of this absolutely absolutely they have a really really quite it's meant to be epic and cool sword fight but none of them they're, they're just swinging their swords around they're not aiming for each other the choreography's stiff it's truly awful because was... every single time ridley swings he's swinging so far to the side <laughs> of dimmerdale dugley I don't get it. Dougley Dimbledong. Yeah. So anyway. I've forgotten his actual name. <laughs> it's it's um, like Domino, but Dam- with an A. Damodar. <laughs> right. Demudia uh, is... Diamond Dillium Dimion fights... Dan Dillion Ding Dong uh, is... Fights Ridley and eventually Ridley wins and lobs him off the top of the tower. His blue lipstick never to be seen again. Yes, we will, I will say there is a decent callback here in the Ridley stabs him in the back like he stabbed snails in the back yes. and then lobs him off of a tall building likewise. Yes, mm-hmm. um, that's quite nice. And then... Then he confronts Protein. Jeremy Irons Proteon? Profion, uh, Profon, Pro, uh, protein shake. Um, yes, <laughs> Profion, Profion. You can tell how invested we are into this uh, film because we know every character's name and backstory. Yeah. Pro- prophylactic is wielding the uh, the red. So he's got the red rod Toys of Roddington. Yeah, yeah. that four ninety nine at all available short stores. Yeah. Batteries not and included. Then Ridley tries to fight him with his sword, and I've got to say the wizard. Oh, all the wizards have disappeared. By <laughs> oh, yeah, the way, they've just all they, they, They've just. It's never shown but, them leaving. But, oh, uh, no, we, ha- we have a scene as well where the queen and her magical dragon army is oh, yes. wreaking havoc, in air quotes. Um, <laughs> there's a shot of basically them attacking the tower and, like, two guys get knocked over and a window is broken. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the empress on her dragon and she's like, what have I done? <laughs> Making like, no facial nothing. expressions whatsoever. She's flying around on a dragon. Yeah. 
raining fire down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, again, I know we had a rule in the last thing of let's not shit on child actors. That's true. I don't I, know if she was a child. I don't, if she wasn't a child, shockingly bad acting. If she's a child, this won't make it to the She didn't podcast. look much like a kid. She looked will, like an adult pretending to be a kid. I will find out for you. Okay. She was born in 1982. She was 18 in this There moment. we go. Legally an adult? She's fucking dog shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got the green light to acting. shit all over. The green light to say, you suck at acting. I, I'm very sorry for you to finally hear this for the first time. 23 years later, you were not good in that film. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, the age of 41, I hope you feel bad. Anyway... We get back to the main plot. So it's right towards the end. We've yeah. just had, uh, you know, big evil sword guy defeated by Ridley. And now it's time for Ridley to confront the evil wizard proletariat. <laughs> yes, um, the proletariat must be destroyed. Yeah, the proletariat must be destroyed. So proletariat sees him, summons his own, like, big wizard staff in one hand, name. rod in the other. And then... What? Bodies him. He just blocks. A... He just he auto blocks every attack that he's yeah. made. Yeah, he's better in the sword fight than the sword guy, and just punches him across the like face, and then just and tosses wins. his staff away. He's like, "Well, I don't need that anymore." Yeah. <laughs> Done here. Just, just like tosses <laughs> like, it to the side. Just eats it down the long staircase in that tower. That thing's <laughs> falling down those stairs, <laughs> clanging away. Does does a little monologue. The it's really hard to know what he's saying because he hands it up so up fucking somehow. much. Oh, yeah, the power oh, yeah, of they, friendship appears. They attack individually. Yes, yeah. they line up and take turns. And they all get bodied one after the other yes. with magic, magic, and hit paws. And they, they all end up on the floor, lying in the puddle together. Yeah, completely incapacitated. Just, uh, and while monologue, monologue, monologue. And, and like, at any point of this monologue, <laughs> anyone could have gotten up and just stabbed him in the back But they or all just anything. stay lying on the ground looking it's at very him. polite of them. Yeah. Uh, at which point... Ridley, he has legendary actions, Ridley so he can, you know, not be interrupted. Is that what happens? Yeah, Ridley steals the rod. Yeah, Ridley just snatches the rod out of his hands and then just... No, 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 no. Uh, he gets like blasted by one of the friends and drops it or something before he finishes killing them. All right. So, so we managed to get. Right? We managed to get. You um, did something. Woo! Well friends. Proteolysis drops the sword. Yes. yes. Or drops the rod. Sorry. It drops the rod. And then our hero picks it up, does a little bit of using the rod with the dragon magic. At yeah. which point Jeremy Irons goes, "That's not." possible you're going to turn evil you'll be just like me rather than actually doing anything with it he just goes i know what puts it on the floor well, he, he, he has a bit he has breaks. a bit of a frodo moment with like oh should i take the ring and be evil or should i overcome it and then he looks to camera and goes no <laughs> drops and, it smashes it yeah and then and again another thing that's going to annoy me based on being a dm for dnd Magic items are not that easy to destroy. He's got like, a plus one longsword. It's fine. No, you don't just get to chop it in half and it's done. <laughs> He's a level two rogue. Exactly. <laughs> it's made of plastic, Harrison. That's true. It's a Fisher Price uh, <laughs> yeah. special. So I'm not surprised it broke under limited effort. Anyway, red dragon thing shatters. All the red dragons then just fuck off. Yeah, they leave. And then the yeah, queen, dead. empress, oh, one hang on, bad actor. Just, just going back just a second. Profion knows Ridley's name and calls him Ridley multiple times during their fight. They have never once met. like met no, or, been or they've never talked about the names of these people. Dimesdale Dimmerdugly never says, oh yeah, there's these shitbags. I know their names. He would have no way of knowing. Yeah, no, Diddly Dildo never said anything. Yeah. No. So how Profion knows Ridley's name 
whatever, fine. Oh my god, we found a plot hole. Film's ruined for me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Empress lands point, wearing yeah, the, the Empress lands weird shit. Where, she looks. Yeah. Her outfits throughout this entire thing have been truly dreadful. Yeah, uh, the Empress's entire outfit really is giving. We have Queen Amidala at home. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's, yeah, it really it's, is. It's bad. But this um, one's kind of gold fish scales. Yes, isn't it? but only to her like sort of only to the boobage. Yeah, and then uh, the bellies, are... and then it's just a taupe jumpsuit and then she's wearing like a golden veil as well i think it's meant to be like a chain mail helmet but it's just it's just like a chain veil like it's 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 gappy enough that you can just basically (laughs) yeah see through it well you could poke her through the hole (laughs) yeah imagine imagine like gilded fishnets for the face i kind of want one course you do <laughs> anyway she turns up she's got her golden rod of i'm still in control yes. of the nukes yes and then, and then she, she just pats has a dwarf gold... on the back and is like oh hi dwarf she just has a gold dragon eat this fucker yes and that's the end of it yep. so what did we learn were, were any of the main characters needed Pro- no. prototype gets eaten <laughs> yeah um, yeah oh and and then she institutes equality which she wanted to do all along but shadow wizard money gang wouldn't let her yeah now that she's destroyed the only checks and balances she's still the emperor she... she's still the tyrant but but now we no longer have a slave state yeah. so i guess that's progress you do sit there watching this thinking why did we just go through the last hour and a half because it made no difference yeah, yeah is, but, but it, it, any of the MacGuffins, any of the journeys they did didn't do anything the guy was eaten by a dragon anyways and peace was restored to the yeah, world yeah but again regardless. there's more of an outcome at the end of this film than the phantom menace that's true where the trade policies can stay <laughs> the same at the end of the film at least something changes i don't think using either one of these films as a watermark. Oh no! One of them. One of them is fair. One of them definitely has a great plot. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave that to you, dear listener, to decide which one I'm referring to. I'm going to be honest. I don't know either. And how sarcastic <laughs> I'm being. So we go to a few days later, and everything this is. This is happy. the closing scene of the film. Yes, there is massive fantasy adventure. Yeah, massive in air quotes. They go to a graveyard, and we spin down onto snails's grave which is a pile of rocks with snails <laughs> scratched pile, into a it a pile is generous i think it's three rocks <laughs> it's not many rocks it's it's enough rocks for you to say some rocks <laughs> ridley has a new outfit he's now a black leather daddy mm. it's a bit michael jackson 80s era it looks quite strange mm. he's gone attack of the clones vibes <laughs> i'm cool now mm, i'm edgy outfit uh marina the librarian's changed outfits again back into her librarian back into the unsexy librarian outfit i know but without the glasses no glasses now and her hair's down because she's decided to be sexy all along it was (laughs) what she wanted but she just didn't that was the magic that she needed all along all along For some reason, Ridley still has the dragon eye, which they don't show you him taking it out of the door no. or anything as he was leaving the cave. But whatever, fine. He has the dragon eye and he puts it on Snails' pile of rocks and says, you finally got it, buddy. Because Snails wanted to take the dragon eye and just sell it because he's a thief, right? And he doesn't want to get involved in these big affairs. And he says, do you think we might be out of our league? And he was proven absolutely right. He got fucking murked by someone eight levels higher than him. Yeah. He was definitely out of his league and he had the foresight to know it. So, rip in peace, Snails, except not actually because he's coming back from the dead with the help of glowing ruby dragon eye. It's left ambiguous, but basically the ruby starts glowing. The name Snails is erased from the rock. Yeah. And then... They, they all turn into gas 
Oh yeah, so Norda. What happened? Is it Norda? Yeah. Yeah. Norda, Norda the, Chrome Tits. Norda the Norda Chrome Tits, whose nipples are Chrome nipples are hidden in this scene. Thankfully, but still mm. very breasty. Well, she's in a graveyard, so she's trying to be respectful. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Can't poke um, the eye out. She basically looks at the glowing ruby and says, <laughs> "We can go find him." And then they all turn into red mist yep. and just float off screen. Oh, Rid- Ridley's being knighted, by the way, Sir Ridley the Savior. Yeah, but I why? Think I don't they, know. they go away before he gets knighted, so I don't think he they, gets knighted. I don't know where they go. Do they go no. to the ceremony? Are they teleporting? They just they... turn into a red. Or mist have they all decided at the, the end of the film? <laughs> have they all decided at the end of the film? Right, we're done. Let's all just spontaneously combust and die done i hope so mm. i can't get over how and now you terrible film. the filmmaking process was they had no idea of Imagine like how ending to end the film, the film. Right? you've been writing this film for nine years how do we end it what if they just turn into a red <laughs> we just roll credits what payoff is there in that do, do you know every time i write something i'm quite critical of my own writing i don't think i need to be <laughs> if, if you if you can make this into a film That's... and then they all turned into mist yep. at the end what the fuck is that? I don't know. Incredible. What a anyway, film. It left us all with our minds blown. So maybe that was the uh, the idea. I will say though, if they were selling any of that armor or weapons <laughs> post production, I would have loved to have bought that at the Fisher Price sale. It would have been so good. They definitely kept the receipts. Yeah. They just took them oh back yeah. To yeah, mother yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> to just refund <laughs> back. Top quality goonage. Top quality extras. Yep. Lacking in primary characters. Yep. And acting for them. And acting. And quality. And quality. Every set. And apart, CGI. Actually, apart from like three Too or four CGI. sets, almost all of them look like they're ripped straight from low budget Black Adder sets. Yep. Which I actually kind of found a bit charming. Mm. I'm going to disagree because I think that this this had the same level of like polish in terms of set design as The Princess Bride, but with none of the charm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. The very start scene where we see the sewer with a skull on a bit for some reason it's because you gotta know they're evil yeah exactly but but that's quite princess bridey in terms of the set right yeah it's like the torture thing yeah. under that tree but it's not we should do good. the princess bride that's I a good film i would prefer film. that i would much i know prefer i know that. i know you'd prefer that but this is funnier and i'm a new convert to that film are you yeah i only watched it like a year ago seriously yeah oh, it's so good never seen it oh well. well there we go we must watch it then come back for episode so, five uh gang i think we can probably call it there oh we should have called it many hours ago so um <laughs> listeners my, my, my advice would be you've heard us so don't watch this film no it's not good it's not good. it's not worth your time my advice if you want to learn about D is do not watch this play Baldur's gate 3 play Baldur's gate 3 larian studios please sponsor me play an actual game of D. if you find anyone that actually wants to play it they'll be very excited to teach you or Go and watch the Dungeons and Dragons Among Thieves. Among us. No. <laughs> no Honor, Honor Among, Among Thieves. Thieves. Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves, which has, I think, just come out on streaming. Yes, I think so it has. you can go and watch that and get an actual idea of what D&D actually feels like, because that film is good and also... It's an accurate portrayal of what a D&D game is. Yes, it's even yeah. set in the same like general story as like the main setting of the books. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's good. There this is, is a, not, but that one is good. There is a severe lack of Dabble Double Dome in this. That is in that true. Film. So I, just I be feel warned, like Dimsdale Dimsma Dome could be in more films. It should be in more. This films. film has almost no basis in actual D anD. d You've said that like eight times. They don't. Yeah, but even on the like, oh, everything's multi-racial in terms of there's loads of different species walking around. 
There's just lots of people in different colored face paint. It's not like elves, orcs, and like tieflings and everything. It is up. just generic fantasy, I'll be yeah, honest. They didn't need a Dungeons and Dragons sticker on it. No. It genuinely no. feels like they just stuck a sticker on this. We are currently on the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, which is widely popular thanks to things like Critical Role, uh, and Stranger Dimension things. Twenty, Stranger Things, Vox Machina. Vox Machina on Amazon Prime is an excellent show if you want to get a vibe of what D and D is without having to learn the rules. All really great stuff. It's a real shame that this had to come out first. Yeah. Or at all. <laughs> At the same time as Lord of the Rings. And that, for me, is just... Yeah, every, the there's, there's the watershed comparison. Yeah, ev- like, every scene you're comparing the crappy CGI in this film to the incredible effects. Yeah. In, but but then again, what was the Both budget for the Lord of the Rings? Both by the same studio. Well... New Line. Yeah. Yeah. New Line made both of these. But the budget for Lord of the Rings must have been at least five times the budget for this. So budget for Lord of the Rings. So the Fellowship of the Ring was 93 million US dollars. Uh, the Two Towers was 94 million US dollars. Yeah. And The Return of the King was 94 million. Okay, so, so like three to four times the budget of this film. Yes, each. And it does show. How much more money did it show. make? Lord of the Rings Fellowship. So the film that came out at, the, the, same, same at the same time. Uh, it grossed eight hundred and ninety-seven million dollars worldwide. And this movie made what did we say earlier? 15 it was fifteen million. It lost oh, money. No. So for three times the budget, you make back God a butt ton of and like and this shows that there was clearly an appetite for fantasy. Yeah, clearly. Media. Yeah. Which one came out first? Was it Lord of the Rings or this? Oh, good question. <laughs> Which came first, the shit in or the egg? <laughs> so this film came out. So Dungeons and Dragons came out December eighth. 2000 oh okay fellowship came out 20th december 2001 so ah. one year later so one year later one year later okay. yeah so a year later which is incredible that's yeah night and day yeah absolutely jesus ridiculous. christ so to summarize don't watch this film all hell diamond dome dudley and his red rod all hail bruce Payne. yeah the it, only person in this who can act yeah Yep. And he's not the one with an Oscar. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking, I know. I think the only thing left to do is give this film a jizz score. Um, so the jizz score is broken down like this. We did create this with Star Wars in mind, but we can adapt this for fantasy. It's not a problem. So for Jay, Jedi bullshit, we're just going to go for bullshit shenanigans mm-hmm. that just happened in this film. The I was... Intergalactic politics. Intergalactic politics. Sorry, say intermagical politics. Intermagical <laughs> Interdimensional politics. Interdimensional politics. Interdimensional politics. Go. One of the Zs was the snore factor. Yeah. So, how much do we find this film boring? And the other Z was the zoom, zoom. So the the actual action sequences, the fighting, uh, and it's not in. good on about all of them. So, shall we start off with the bullshit in this film? I don't think it's that bad for bullshit. I don't think they cheese too much. No, because no, I, I I think it's quite high. I think there's a lot of bullshit in this. I think it's mostly bullshit. Is the fact that I can't keep up with the plot helping the fact that I don't know how much bullshit there is in this film? I I think it's bad thing leading us to bad <laughs> thing leading us to bad thing with no. We didn't even mention the little imp jerking off in the corner in like half the scenes. I tried to ignore watching it. them. I tried <laughs> yeah. to ignore that. I think on a scale of 0 to 10 for bullshit, I think, I genuinely think the ambiguity of the plot helps this, but I'm going to give this a 7. Okay, fair Harrison, enough. I presume... We, uh, I forget, I forget, is it... 10 is high. Is Higher is worse. Okay, 9. You're giving... Wow. I'm going to go with a 5, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's outrageously bullshit. I think they make a fair bit of effort to explain what's going on, including 
20 seconds of pure exposition in a swirling <laughs> cloud at the start of the film. <laughs> Which isn't good, but... Which isn't and good. also kind of riffing on, well, we can't just put sliding text at the front, so I guess we'll have someone talk Oh, is it. that why they did that? Oh, it might be. It might be, actually. Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. Uh, the interdimensional inter- politics. Interdimensional politics. I mean... There's a bit of politics, but honestly, it's quite lightweight and quite easy to get through. It's a hundred times better than the intergalactic politics nightmare of the phantom menace give it a four yeah give it a four i, I can be convinced for lower i think this in this entire film is based on the fact that one empress wants yep. to give power back to the uh to the people but not people. not give power to the people just stop discriminating against muggles yeah right yeah, but the plot is about giving a nuclear arm code yep. to the other. It is a it is a bit politicsy. There's a bit I, of politics. I, I'll go for I'll go for a five. They they have the the council of wizards the in what is very of, clearly a theatre, which they've just done some light set dressing, but not really changed anything. <laughs> like they're clearly like the boxes. They're just bloody Minecraft the villagers. Stage. They just make noises in the background. Huh. Um. What about you, Kelly? What's your score? I think I'm going to go for three because there's not much politics. It's quite light and they don't try to pretend that it's really big. Mm. Three is just because, yeah, the plot is kind of weird with the whole, well, I want the nukes. No, I want the nukes. Oh, well, if I have to give you the nukes, I need to find my own source of nukes. All right. The snore factor. Snore factor. You were on your phone for most of this film, Harrison. Actually, you're the only person that's seen this twice. So what was it like as a repeat viewing? Well, when did you first watch it? When I was a child. Yeah, same here. I watched it when I was nine. Oh, I never watched it. I before. think for Snore Factor, I'm gonna give it a nine. And wow, a nine. Yeah. The only reason it's not getting a ten is like there might be one scene that I find compelling. What which... about the goons? Quality goonage. No, fuck oh. the goons. Oh, okay. Nine. Fair enough. I think on a first watching, there's a lot of things you can make fun of, yep. which will keep you going. I fear that if you kept watching this film, it would fall off a cliff. So a lot, a lot of films are good to rewatch multiple times because you spot things you didn't see the first yeah. time. That's not this film. It's not this film. <laughs> not no. this film. I'm gonna go for an eight, personally. I think I would agree as well. I'd go for an eight because it is for, for as bad as it is, it's not boring. It's entertaining because mm. it, it's just so funny. Yeah, and there are some bad films that you can watch. Actually, over no, I'm gonna go again. low. I'm gonna go seven because I wasn't seven. bored. You weren't bored. Fair enough. But it is bad. Okay, and then finally, it's the zoom. Uh, so in this category, it's high scores. Again, is the best, but we're going to take that off the, the final score. So <laughs> combat. So, so, so 10 would be the combat's incredible. 10, ba- 10 is the combat is incredible. Zero is it's... Yeah, so I'm going one. There's just no combat. <laughs> Every fight scene is I'm waving my sword around <laughs> vaguely nearby you. It's like when you're playing with sticks as a kid, right? And you're just waving them around and yep. you clack them against each other. That's it. You're not actually trying to hit the other person. I know. And I'd give it points if like the magic users were doing something cool with the magic. But they again. ran out of the VFX budget, so they can't. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a one. It is yeah, a one. It's, it's a yeah, one for both of us. Yeah. Harrison, what's your two? It's a two. two. Uh, the reason I don't the reason I don't give it a one is because there are fight scenes in it. They're just not good. <laughs> like, if there were none, I'd give it a one. Actually been better. But there are there are some. They're just not good. No. So two. So with those scores totted up, the jizz factor for Dungeons and Dragons 2000 is 53. Congratulations! And the total, Woo! the total score for the Phantom Menace 
if you remember, was 52 and a half. <laughs> so this film is half a point, point worse, worse than The Phantom Menace. And do you know what? I'm happy with that. That feels right. <laughs> that does feel right. It's nice to see that our <laughs> weird scoring system is actually keeping track. It actually tracks what we think, yeah. which is and quite nice. Just to remind listeners, it's like golf in this instance. The lower your score, the higher the quality of the film. Yes. But exactly. also the less fun you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a film that was. Dungeons and Dragons. Truly incredible. But if you are a big Star Wars fan, which I hope you are, and you're keen for us to get back into Star Wars, don't worry. Next episode, we're going to be covering a recently released Star Wars series that's had a lot of hype into its build-up and it's very, very popular. And it's a series that's a spin-off from an original animated show that came out a couple years ago. So see if you can guess what we're going to be covering next time. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the socials. So Harrison actually runs our Twitter account at Scarif Resort. So go bully him there. That'll be a fun time. And we're available wherever you get your podcasts from. So please drop us a follow. And I will see you next time. <laughs>